0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Coventry Sphinx podcast with me, Chris Nee, and Sean Thomas, one of the joint first team managers at the club. This is the story of a football club from one Saturday to the next and everything in between. With the Midland Football League suspended until this weekend, Sphinx's football has been reduced to FA Vars matches since the end of the second lockdown. Unfortunately, that run has now come to an end. On December 19th, Sphinx were beaten 2-1 by Anthony Nomads in the third round. In this week's episode, that's the sole focus of my conversation with Sean. The pandemic has brought with it another phase of uncertainty as we head into our unscheduled Christmas break. We're due to play against Newark at home on January the 2nd, but the circumstances are ever changing. So for now, let's focus on the last match of 2020 and on this week's chat with Sean Thomas. I'm sitting with joint manager, Sean Thomas after the FA Vars third round exit against Anstey Nomads. Obviously a disappointing result in the end, Sean, but a decent run.
1: Yeah, so the the um, overriding feeling from today is, is frustration. But um, I'm sure once all the dust settles, um, we should be quite proud of the run. It's been exciting, good value for money, um, lots of ups and downs along the way. And the lads have been really good. And um, I think it always, it naturally, always comes to an end. And I suppose the frustration is the way that it happened today. But I, I, you had to, it had to happen at some point.
0: We spoke last time about how we were sort of heading into the unknown against that either of the teams that we could have played today was there anything done in, in the meantime in terms of preparing yourself not necessarily for a particular style of team but preparing yourself and the team for any eventuality that might come our way
1: um, f- so, yeah, f- through training, we, we worked on a few things just to keep the lads ticking over and make sure that the shape and, and things like that was a, a bit more explicit in some of the games that we played. Um, we did some work on Anthony Nomads, just, just in general, looking through um, any match highlights and just trying to pick up some, some ways that they play, some of the ways that they attack, some of the ways that we could thought we could exploit. And it played out fairly um, similar to what we had planned to be fair to them today.
0: A lot of the teams that we've faced over the years that have done well in our league have been quite direct and and able to play to their strengths, which means a lot of big diags, a lot of physical forward play. But they need players up front who have the ability to win matches when they do that. And the teams that get out of our division have all done that in the time I've been here. I thought they had a bit of that as well. They were able to go very direct to their strikers that they had the quality there to cause us problems as
1: well. Definitely. So this is what we had picked up through the little bits of analysis that we had done. They were going to be direct. They have got some um, quick, strong lads up front. And um, I think the very nature of us playing three at the back is to our advantage to get an extra man in midfield sometimes and keep two up top. Um, It does leave us at the Mercy sometimes of teams that play three up top where we have to really rely on the individual performance being very sound and very solid. And I think um, our three were, were as good as what they could have been today, but they're playing against three good lads and I was quite impressed by them up front. I think it's probably to our
0: credit that we didn't look, obviously, like we were under strength today. We were able to bring some players in who had a bit of, about them as well. But when you look down that team sheet, particularly when you get to the bench, we had big players missing today.
1: Yep, and we, some were known through our discipline, so picking up bookings and then a couple more dropouts, so... Um, it's all ifs and buts and the lads that have got the shirt, they are, um, good enough players to have a shirt. So it's frustrating sometimes when you think about some of the key players that we're missing and how they could have impacted maybe on the general, um, depth of the whole squad. But actually that's football. Um, and if we, like you say, if we don't pick up some of the bookings that we pick up and, um, some things that we can't, can't change like illness and, um, work availability. So, yeah, it, it it makes you think about what could be, but actually on the day, um, there was different points in that game where I thought we could have been a little bit better or things might have run our way a little bit more and the end outcome could be could have been really different. Two outstanding
0: names on the team sheet when you look at it at 2.30, when I finally got here today, were Andre Edwards and Harry Wilson. So let's take those in, in that order. Andre, we've put ourselves in a position where we're able to call upon him, um, but he's gone off to, to play elsewhere this season and his attitude when he left the club Drove you and John to to bring him in today when he was needed.
1: Definitely, so I'm sure John John won't mind me saying, but that happened at twelve o'clock today, where we had a different um, player available who pulled out for illness. So Andre had managed to get himself from over in Smetic sort of way to here for twenty past one or for half past one. So it's a great credit to him where he's, he, he most probably could have been. Um, Frustrated with the way that it, it sort of he moved to moved on to get some games elsewhere because he, he whenever he's played he's done okay for us, um, but he reacted to that and he's come over and he got his start and it showed that where um, centre half is when we were struggling but he's a good lad to have have around and call upon.
0: And Harry's done really well in the youth team over the last couple of years, uh, scored some cracking goals and put in some excellent performances and he's he's now made his been in the squad for the first time against Dudley Sports and come on today late to to make his first team debut. So I imagine. That means that he's been spotted by the first team coaching staff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when when we come up and watch the youth team games, um, there's always a purpose to it. And um, Harry really shone in a couple of the, the three or four games that we watched over this over the last um, two, three months before lockdown happened. And um, yeah, he's a big, he's, he looks like a, a young man rather than a, sort of like an under-18s player. So um, he's really direct and he's caught the eye. And so he come to Dudley and he most probably could have felt a little bit um, frustrated about not getting on. Um, it wasn't a token, Jesse, putting him on today, but we thought it was a good opportunity for him to make his debut. And it was very late on in the day, so he didn't have much chance to do a great deal. But yeah, he's an impressive young man. So started fairly even the game, I thought. They got him behind us
0: very, very early. First minute, Tom had to claw one out of the top corner that was a, a bit of a ricochet off, I think, one of our own players. But we took the lead through a really good goal. Danny Fraser did a lovely turn and, and run and cross for, for Ryan Harkin, who was coming at the back post. Quietly, Ryan's come in and scored three and three if you count the friendly.
1: Yep, and um we we sort of highlighted some of the where we thought we could exploit. So in between the centre arts, we didn't feel as if they picked up um in from crosses from what we'd we observed in the highlights that we had seen. So um I mean that's a very um snapshot of what we thought we could exploit and the, the cross was really good from Danny and the attacking of the ball was good from Ryan and he's took his chance and he's managed to pull it through the legs of their keeper who was a, a, a very good keeper, I thought. He's got great, great pedigree. And so, yeah, I think it was about, um, it was a, about a good a start as what we could have wished for.
0: In terms of degree of difficulty on that finish, there's not been many players at this club since I've been here that would put it away and I would be so confident that he would do it.
1: Very good finish. Yeah, and he, he knows where the net is and it just comes natural to to players like Ryan. And um, it's, like you say, when it's coming over and you're thinking that's a person, like one of about three that like you want on the end of that. So he's took his chance and he has to hit the ball really true and he did that. So it was a good finish.
0: The game turned on a, a, an equaliser for them um, just before that. I don't know how the referee would, would explain this himself, but my interpretation of it was that we were going to be awarded a penalty. And I think he was giving that penalty and he, he may disagree, but that's what I think he was doing. Um, and then he saw that the ball had been adjudged to have to have gone over the goal line by the linesman. I can't tell from where I was whether it was, was over or not when Jamal Adams took it past a couple of players on, on the goal line. What was your interpretation of that whole situation and our response
1: to that? I wouldn't come on here, Chris, and and slate referees or linesmen or anything like that because I don't think there's any value to it. From our angle, I would say that's a pretty good spot from the linesman to see that from 50 yards away. And if he was right in line with it, I don't know how he sees through the posts or, or anything like that. So um, the referee's within 12 yards and Jamal's cut the ball back and, and was travelling along close to the to the line and lads took him out. So I'm not really sure how, how that developed. And I, I don't really get why the overall was made, but it must have been a good spot. And if it did go out, you know, you hold your hands up. But um, the most disappointing part of all that was obviously our reaction to not the penalty being given, then overturned, and then straight from that kick-off, we can see it's 1-1. And then we had this mad, crazy two, three minutes where should have had, in my opinion, should have had a penalty, go to 1-1 and go to 2-1 down by losing the ball in the middle of the field. And it was just very chaotic. And that turns the game on its head. We had some good chances beforehand. You could argue that it was was close. It was tight all the way through. Um, And it was the team that was going to manage that um, pitch better was possibly going to prevail in the end. But that was a real big key moment.
0: I haven't played football to anything like this level. So... Tell me a little bit about how the concentration shifts in those in those big moments because when they concede that goal and you know it's genuinely it's the next play that they score from again. What's going through the mind of players when they've just had that disappointment? Is it we need to get back into this or is it just a little bit kind of inwardly not that happy?
1: I think I think if you ask the lads, and we had we've had the um, the analysis at the end of the game where it's all a bit fraught I think if you ask the lads they, they would have done that a lot better next time I think they got caught up in the that should have been a penalty ref berating at the ref a little bit and they didn't get back into their shape and it shows you when you get to the uh, you get to a certain level and you get punished at times like that and we got punished today And it's it that's, that's the general feeling of disappointment really was based around in three minutes we sort of um, knocked ourselves in, out, out of the in as it turned out
0: We had the first opportunity today to bring Lewis Noon back in to the first team lineup and he played from the start. If we were going through a normal league program at the moment, so for anybody who doesn't know this was our only game, uh, would he be brought in more slowly or has he just been working through lockdown, got himself ready and would have been playing three weeks ago
1: anyway? Um, So, again, perfect timing with with Lewis. He's got himself fit uh, at the same time as we've had some suspension. So I think it's just a natural fit. I think once you go into the league season, we get some of the lads who are cup tied back. We get some of the suspended lads back. um, And then there'll be real competitions for places. So if if and when we do get back into that sort of Tuesday, Saturday routine, I think naturally you can utilise the squad uh, more to make sure that everyone's getting equal, well, not equal minutes, but, you know, getting a fair shout and, and managing that over a longer period. With the cup games, it's almost a, a one-off shot. So really you're playing for that given day, your best team all of the time.
0: We get into the second half and I thought, not, not us necessarily, but the game laboured a little bit. They maybe started the half stronger, but then I, I think we're very aware that we could catch them out going the other way by the last 20 minutes or so. Um, uh, we did manage to carve out a couple of chances, probably not enough, if we're being honest. But the two that really stand out for me were the one that Loz hit with his left foot that went not that far wide, it was a really good strike. And the other one, and we've mentioned him already, their goalkeeper, stood up nice and strong um when Jamal Adams went through. And I thought Jamal did really well to get that shot away in the first place, but he came up against what's a very good goalkeeper in his way.
1: Yep. Um and when you look at that second half i think we were in the ascendancy a lot of the half they they maintained their um threat by keeping their lads up top and it was always a bit of a foot race every time they cleared the lines and um so they they would they they maintain their their threat by just leaving those lads up. But in general, we we pushed all that second half. I think um, there's also the one that Loz hit and the keeper got down very close to his right-hand side, which was a pretty amazing save. So this is a guy who's played professional football and um, done a lot in his career. So you can see the qualities there. And yeah, I think we just needed a bit of luck. Loz has almost hit his one with the left foot too true and it's just flew past the top corner. And Jamal's one, I'd like to say, I think he's done everything right and the keeper's just spread himself and he's a big guy Um and it's just sitting, and we haven't scored in and around that I think there was times when you sort of t- try and throw the kitchen sink at it and you leave lads up and sometimes that works in your favour but today I don't think it, it, it didn't work in our favour I think what ends up happening is people play in half positions and there's that many of them around. It doesn't like it doesn't flow, um, and then sometimes you miss them on the build-up play because you're going a little bit more direct. So, um but you've got to try and get a get a goal to try and take it to penalties, and that was my my um, my plan last 15, 20.
0: They were happy enough to eat up the ball that was coming at them direct. I think they did pretty well. You, we spoke last week about Dudley Sports not making the mistake that we needed them to make. I think it was probably similar today in that sometimes you'll misjudge a header and we'll be in. They didn't really
1: do that. No, and they didn't. And they put put the two banks in front of it and um, the pitch deteriorated. It gets very heavy. So the ball doesn't move naturally on there. So there's a lot of 50-50 balls going in and you do need a little bit of luck sometimes for it to drop your way rather than dropping behind or in front or round the corner of, of someone that's coming in. So look, on balance, we created three, four good chances in that second half. We had three good chances in the first half. Um, so it was, it was a good game and we just didn't get that little bit of look that we needed
0: what do you tell the boys after a game like that so we're not not privy to that conversation but are you generally positive about the effort do you have to take a couple of days to get you to get over the fact that we lost um,
1: no, no we're not ranters and ravers I said my piece about um, silly fouls in the last 15 I think there's a, a naivety there when the effort to win the ball is is absolute so the lads are working their backsides off to try and win the ball but then when they don't get it they give the silly file and that releases the pressure so my overlasting sort of frustration for the last 15 is that we just allowed them to manage the game and um, they'd cleverly hit the deck when they needed to and just use their use their bodies to sort of like buy those fouls so that was a frustration because it just releases the pressure every time they do that and um, the, the inquests happen people say the pieces people are not rude about it or people don't call people out or anything like that and then as I'm just sat waiting for this to get set up we i send the text you're saying you should be proud of yourselves because at the end of the day, we've got further than what we have done for 13 years and um, there's a lot of young lads out there who are working, working their backsides off in difficult circumstances, so I am proud of them.
0: There was an incident that you were much closer to in the second half than I was, which was um, Lewis Noon, and mm-hmm. appeared to um, have some some contact from one of their players. What happened in that?
1: So, um, he's end- Noon he's ended up with a, with a two two stud marks down his hip um, onto, onto his backside and he's cleared the ball away and he's, he's sort of like, he's cleared the ball and he's, he's landed on the floor and the lads jumped over and landed onto to his side and it looks as if there's a bit of malice there it's really difficult to say because it's right underneath our noses and it, you can't always tell what the the true intent of the other guy was but it's it was rankling in my mind that the linesman's got a good view of it didn't see it which was frustrating because he had eagle eyesight the first half to spot something from 50 yards away so that was my frustration But overall, positive
0: season in the Vars. In a very difficult season to achieve anything, frankly. You know, we're playing this without any league football in between. Yeah, We've come, as you say, further than we have in more than a decade. And gone out
1: in decent fashion yep yeah, um, as I said really proud of the lads it's not not a, an easy situation to play your football in you, you don't know if you're coming or going you're not sure about availability training and, um, things like that it's, a, it's a been a funny old year and as we hopefully move into the new year with some more positive news but um, you couldn't be proud of them to be fair and as I said there's a lot of young lads in there who are some, for some of them playing their first year of adult football some of them playing their first first year at step five football so um really once once they're all the frustration about going out of them you couldn't be better you couldn't be better couldn't have a better group of lads up there and once you've had some of those lads who are suspended and maybe not available today it's a really strong position to be in and when football returns we'd hopefully be in a, a good position to have at least a good back end of the season
0: we really are now heading into the unknown we don't have a league fixture until the second of january and we don't know honestly nationally what's going to be happening so final question what happens now for you and john what do you talk to the players you'd give them a bit of time to recharge
1: good question so we've left it there where the natural reaction is to say let's go down into the bar and have a chat and we couldn't do that so i hope the lads go and have a good christmas it'll be the first christmas for a few of them where they haven't got a boxing day game um and however christmas looks for them i hope they have a good one and i suppose we'll have a catch-up in between boxing day and um new year's eve because as we as it stands we're preparing for newark for january 2nd which um, if anything like the last game is to go by, it's going to be a decent game up here.
0: Thanks to Tomo for this week's chat. It was a difficult result to stomach, but yet another match in which our team showed a total refusal to give up. And we can't ask more than that. Keep an eye on the club's social media for updates on the fixture list in the new year. Until then, a very happy Christmas from me and from everyone at Coventry Sphinx. Sean Thomas and I will be back when we can to catch up again. See you then.